0: this is bangarang radio a podcast network for more shows visit bangarangradio.com
1: i'm going out i gotta go i'll bangarang on the radio so turn it up I'm telling you, I think I'm ready for something new Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza You're listening to Pop and Pizza on Bangarang Radio
0: And just like that, another week has flown by I mean, this coming Friday is December God, that's nice to think about, isn't it? Where did November go? It's really, uh, we're really counting down the days of Christmas now, which I should say, Merry Christmas to you, since it is uh, officially the Christmas season, I would say, since Thanksgiving and Black Friday and all that stuff has happened. Today's episode is brought to you by Vinyl Me, please join their Record of the Month Club by going to joinvmp.com forward slash Radio and when you sign up going to that link we get a little bit of funding here at bangerang radio and we could certainly use it i don't uh, you know i do spend money on this podcast every single week and every single month so to get uh, some of that money back would be great not a lot of money i don't spend a huge amount of money but even if i did get more money i could make certain upgrades and things like that to make the podcast a better listening experience for you so that website again join vmp.com forward slash bangerang radio for vinyl me please their record of the month club hey since christmas time is just around the corner i'm gonna do this every episode where i share one of my favorite christmas songs that maybe you've never heard of and you want to add to your christmas playlist this year so, the song I'm going to play on this part one, uh, part one of this episode, is a Ramones song. It's Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight.
1: Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight please. Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight I don't want to fight tonight
0: Christmas. I don't want to fight tonight. Ramones here on Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast, spreading the Christmas cheer, sharing my favorite Christmas songs with you to add to your playlist this holiday season to make your Christmas extra merry and bright. And also, before we get to my conversation with Joshua, I do have to plug the Green Day Tribute Band I play in, St. Jimmy, has a couple shows coming up. We're playing the day after Christmas at House of Blues Chicago. Super stoked about that. They're doing a 90s Palooza show. So we're playing with a couple other awesome 90s tributes. There's a No Doubt Tribute, Sublime Tribute. There's a Pearl Jam Tribute. It's going to be a great show. And you can get your tickets at, at LiveNation.com. They're only 10 bucks. There was actually a deal going on. It might still be going on where tickets were only 5 bucks. It's a 17-plus show. And doors, I believe, open at 630. Don't quote me on that, but you can find all the details at LiveNation.com. If you can't make that show in Chicago, we are playing Orland, Orland Park, In uh, just south of Chicago. That's coming up January 19th. We're playing Black Sheep, which we've never played before, or at least I haven't since I've been in this band. So I'm looking forward to that. So if you want to keep up to date on what's what's going on with St. Jimmy, if you're in the Chicagoland area and you're a Green Day fan, you can look for us. uh, It's St. Jimmy, a tribute to Green Day on Facebook. That's pretty much pretty much our, our website, as far as I know, as of now. And I play the role of Jason White. We have a lot of fun on stage, and it's something that I get to do. It's as, as of right now, it's the only musical project that I'm a part of, and I'm extremely grateful for that, just because getting to play on stage every now and then just feels so good. I'm super excited about today's show. I First met Joshua Long who is our guest today. Joshua Long, he's the lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist from uh, a newly recent founded band in Chicago uh called Lightweights. I had never met Josh before until this episode and he had contacted me via email to set up a an interview. Uh, way back in the summertime, and we finally were able to uh, sit down and do it now. Um, But I was excited about this because he's listened to, I'm, I'm pretty sure, if not close to, every single episode of Pop, Punk, and Pizza. And it means a lot to me to meet a stranger and know, wow, they actually like this podcast and, and what we do here. So it's just super flattering. It's a real, nice, real, real nice guy. And we had a great conversation. In fact, we had such a great long conversation that there's going to be two parts to this episode because there's that much content. So after you finish listening to this, this is part one, go ahead and, and listen to, to part two and it'll be, it's uh, available um, the same day I release this podcast. I'm not going to split it up. So if you feel like listening to uh, all that conversation by means, do so. So without further ado, we'll get to my conversation with Joshua. (laughs) Joshua. Okay, so today here on the podcast we have Joshua. Do you prefer Actually, I didn't ever ask you that cuz I've seen Josh, I've seen Joshua. Uh-huh. What do you prefer? Uh, really doesn't matter, I guess. No. No. What what do your family and friends and everyone call you? Uh,
2: family calls me Josh, my okay. wife calls me Joshua, so Okay.
0: <laughs> that's that's interesting. I would think I would think the opposite, honestly. Mm. Um I I, I like think your, they, your 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 mom would call Joshua. You know, yeah, well, not so, that your mom
2: sounds like that, but no, she, actually, that was like almost dead on. <laughs> 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 oh gosh! Yeah, so when I'm in trouble, it was Joshua. Um, but I always thought Joshua Long flowed better than Josh Long because it's like really staccato if there's not the uah. But Joshua it f- Long it kind flows. of flows. It f-
0: you're yeah. right, Joshua Long. Mm-hmm. That does flow. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah,
2: there's also like a lot of Josh Longs out
0: there. Um, oh God! I yeah. bet there it, it's yeah yeah. It sounds like you know there is another. My my legal name is Jacob. Uh-huh. Don't don't tell anybody. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> I So I like and... to I
0: like to go by Jacques. Uh-huh. You know, um, but I have to be at my job. They would not. It's funny when I when I started at the radio station I worked for. They did not know my name. Was Jake? Mm-hmm. They thought I was Jacques because that's what I what I always I wanted that to be my stage name yeah. and you know my name for everything. So I was I had been using that since freshman year of high school. Did you Did you choose to do that? Or was I that did. Like a, yeah, because yeah, there's so many Jacobs. Yeah. There's so many uh-huh. Jakes, and I, I was like, this is ridiculous. I was like, I don't know any Jacques, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's still similar to.
2: I should have done yeah. the same thing. Uh, I taught for a few years in Chicago, uh-huh. and you had to go through, like, this really intense background check process. And Okay. Um, so I, g- I got called to do more because there was a uh, Josh Long somewhere in Illinois that was convicted of first-degree murder. And so it was like, <laughs> oh, you got to go do all this extra stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, but he's – most likely in jail, right, like i'm not obviously not that guy didn't matter you could be it could you <laughs> could
0: be it could be the other way around, mm-hmm. you know. right, yeah, no, they
2: got the wrong josh, yeah, yeah i'm yeah. on the on
0: the lamb yeah no they really could be <laughs> if you think about it, but anyway, so uh so that's how that got started, but once it came time because i was I interned at the station that I worked for, I was an intern first, and then um I got a chance to audition to be on the air. And they're like, okay, well, what are we going to call you? It's like, you know, your name is not going to be Jacques and you're going to be playing country music. Like, yeah. that's th- that my boss didn't like, you know, the French name on a country, mm. even though my last name is still French. But anyway, he didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, my real name's Jake. And he's like it is <laughs> like you know i was like oh well you're jake you know and it, so. uh, for as
2: for like like the country genre jake is a pretty country name it There's is a song in the 90s feed jake you know that song <laughs> yeah i know it because uh so i have f- uh three brothers and a sister and we're all jays jimmy josh oh, jake yeah. jordan julian same me and my brothers same mm-hmm. way
1: yeah
2: um and when my uh, mom was pregnant with Jake, who's who's a couple years younger than me. On the way to the hospital, they heard that song "Feed Jake,"
0: oh. and that's why they named him Jake. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I actually didn't know that song existed until I started working in country radio because one of the um, one of the local country artists I was interviewing him one day, and he was talking about, yeah, there's that one song, Feed Jake, by, I forget the name of the I have band. No I Miss, Mississippi something. I mean, we do have it in our catalog mm-hmm. at the station I work for, <laughs> and I've played it once in a blue mood, but it's always uh, it's always kind of funny. Um, it's, you know, 90s country song. Not one of the the best 90s country mm-hmm. songs. I think they could have done a better job.
2: What's the best 90s country song? Oh. I'll tell you what I think. After yeah, okay.
0: Years. Um... Talking about country on a pop punk uh, podcast, that's pretty sweet. Um, God, it's, see, I'm a big Alan Jackson fan, Mm -hmm. so, uh, because I was born and raised on him, and he's one of the biggest guys from the 90s and country, but I don't know specifically what song, because he's got so many big hits from the 90s, I don't know. You can you can just go with an artist. I, I, I would yeah I would yeah. just say Alan Jackson is yeah. I would be he's like my go to. He's always like the first one I mention. If it's not him, it's Garth Brooks mm-hmm. or um, I don't know. I
2: yeah I think uh, if you would have asked me when I was in the '90s, you know five six seven years old, I would have for sure said Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, A- achy breaky <laughs> heart. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Uh, but now for sure it's Garth Brooks uh, and the Thunder Rolls. Oh lightning yeah! Strikes. He yeah. put like an actual
0: like lightning hit with thunder in the song. You can't beat that. No, you can't. You really can't. Um, yeah, I mean, and the the thing about Garth Brooks is that he's one of the few from the '90s that can still get a single yeah. in the top forty. You know, country chart mm-hmm. on Billboard. There's not that many that can do that from the 90s, especially yeah, from the 90s. Yeah, he yeah. He, was,
2: he was just doing the media tour. He was on like the Today Show and yeah. and all that. Yeah, uh, I guess he's married to Trisha Yearwood. Yeah, you didn't know that. But wasn't he not married? Wasn't he? Weren't they like together there and then they a, weren't together?
0: No, there was a huge. That's uh, when he had his when his career launched. He was with I don't know her name because I don't. I don't think she was, like, a country Mm -hmm. star like Trisha Yearwood is. And I think there was some kind of upset there. Because they didn't get married until the late 90s or early 2000s. Um I want to say I don't quote me on that like there's going to be a bunch of diehard Garth Brooks fans listening to this and like
2: oh that motherfucker you're going to have to you're going to have to tag this podcast as like the last one will be 90s country
0: yeah that's what that's what this episode should be called 90s country and everyone's going to be scratching their heads Mm -hmm. like what are they did they run out of things to talk about so (laughs) no actually this is what they started with (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is what we started with um so, anyway, I don't know how the hell we got started. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This this is a, a random. Uh, we're gonna. It's a lot of random topics today because I don't have my <laughs> my prep done. It's been one of those uh, crazy, crazy days. But Joshua Long here, lead vocals uh, and also guitarist from a band called Lightweights out of Chicago, just started. Uh, you guys just started up in the last year, mm-hmm. and. We played. If you're a diehard fan, you might remember I played one of your guys' songs back when. Yeah, and when that was Night back, Terrors was a guest, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Night Terrors was it? When Night Terrors was a guest? I think
2: so because they were. You were like,
0: "Have you heard of them?" And they were like, "No." Oh yeah, that's right. Well, all you guys are. You know, <laughs> no, we you were guys brand are, new. You're brand, brand new. new to yeah. the scene. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm glad to. Uh, I'm glad we finally worked this out because we were actually we had a a session scheduled mm-hmm. and then. We both had to cancel, I think, yeah. and then I had, <laughs> you know, a bunch of stuff going on with moving, and and I took a another break, another long break that I didn't. It was too long, but it's just hard to. Thank God.
2: thank God you came back though, because like somebody had to talk about Warp Tour, right? Like yeah, you had to well, have the podcast for that, that too,
0: and I, I, you know, that was I feel like the. The previous episode where I did talk about Warp Tour was nothing in context to what I really mm-hmm. wanted to talk about, and that's why I you know said in la- the last episode 29 if you listen to it, I said that you know I want to do I'm going to be doing a segment here and there that I'll do on the podcast, and I might even make it a, a separate series too, on top of that mm-hmm. is do warped memories mm-hmm. is what I'm going to call it. No, oh, that'd be a great podcast. Yeah, especially I,
2: leading up to like the last one.
0: That's kind of what I was thinking, and I it i do want it to be a segment on pop punk and pizza, but I don't want it to be the whole mm-hmm. whole you know episode each and every time. Mm-hmm. That's why I just want to do like a, a maybe like a five or ten minute feature here mm-hmm. and there, but then have a full episode that people can listen to and and get in touch with bands that have played whether. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, it's obviously harder to get bigger name acts because this is not a big name podcast. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, just getting, I've already got, uh, one has contacted me so far. And, you know, I know a string of Chicagoland area bands mm-hmm. that have played or just friends that have played. Uh, their band played at the time. Maybe they don't yeah, exist anymore. Yeah, but, uh-huh. you know, they played and it's just always cool to hear their experience. Cause everyone's is, I I feel like it's a little different. I mean, there are a lot of similarities, obviously, but everyone has different stories because they'll talk about how they met this artist mm-hmm. and then, you know, cause maybe the year I played obviously was different from when someone played in 2010 or in 2000 mm-hmm. or, you know, so your meet and greets behind stage with different artists or just your stage experience. Cause every year is different. There's a lot of things that are the same at Warped Tour but at the same time there's always something changing. Yeah. Cuz I remember the stage that we played wasn't the same 2 years prior to that. Mm-hmm. It was different. You were the
2: Kevin Says stage, right? Yeah. I I remember uh that. and
0: before that, you know, it was it was actually we got lucky the the Kevin Says stage when by the time we got on and our chance to play was a really nice stage. Mm-hmm. Uh not the biggest, but it was You know, it was a mid... I'd say a mid-sized stage. Now, two years before that, my oldest brother, his band actually got to play four dates on that same stage. Hmm. But it was one of those um, trailer stages like they do... The Ernie Ball stage. Like the Ernie Ball stage, where it's just like a trailer and it collapses out into this stage. Mm -hmm. And that's how it used to be. And it was sponsored by Hot Topic. It was still, I'm pretty sure, a it was still like the Kevin Says stage, but it was sponsored by Hot Topic, and it was smaller. And then Kia came in, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that's why the stage got bigger. A bigger sponsorship. I mean, you're talking... Yeah. <laughs> you can't compare Hot Topic to <laughs> Kia. I'm sorry, but you just can't. It's obviously a much bigger company. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they were able to upgrade the stage. Man, that must you know? have been an experience. It right? was awesome, yeah. Um, I mean, there's... So many things, because uh, that I was very vague, actually, and I didn't share a lot of stories from from that day. Um, actually, the lead guitarist from the band I was in, or that band, The Projection, he's actually going to come on to the podcast, and we're actually going to share oh, awesome. that whole yeah. warped memory together, because I thought it'd be cool to do it with at least one of those members mm-hmm. from The Projection. So I don't know if it's just going to be him, if I'll be able to get the other two or not, but I figured make that a part of the warped memory. So people don't have to hear the mm-hmm. same, you right, know, right. Cause they're going to hear Jacques. We've heard this story. How many <laughs> times? And I know I've already, actually there's some podcasts. If you I'm sure listen earlier on some episodes of this podcast where I do talk about, cause I think one episode I talked about our encounter with um, Justin from, Motion City, and mm-hmm. probably, you know, I've mentioned Katy Perry, because, I mean, that was a big deal. She was a big deal that yeah, year. Yeah, that,
2: that was, what, 08, right? Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was my third Warp Tour I went to. Okay, yeah. that
0: was my, oh, probably fourth or fifth, because mm-hmm. I'd been 2002, 2004, 5, and 6, yeah, I didn't go in 7. 7, um, my... Junior year of high school. Okay, yeah. so we're yeah. the same age then. Yeah, twenty eight. I'm twenty seven, but I'll be I'll be twenty eight in June, so I'm not far behind yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When's your birthday? July thirty first. Oh, so we're like literally yeah. a year apart, pretty <laughs> yep. much. Okay. Yeah, mine's June. Yours is July. Okay. So yeah. Um, oh, just in case anyone wanted to know my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Now you know, and now you can you can buy him. You have a, like a creepy stalker mm-hmm. somewhere at one of the the light weights sweet Show. yeah i mean we we'll yeah. take any fans at this point mm-hmm. so <laughs> well i think we should dive into uh some pizza right yeah i yeah. agree let's do it you know so the pizza we're eating today i usually don't get pizza hut all right <laughs> um i usually buy from oh thank you sir i usually yeah. buy from you know a locally owned pizza place mm-hmm. or or a not a National fast food version, but I was craving this today. It's one of my favorites, and I hope you said you didn't care. It's usually, and I usually always get what the guest wants because they're, they're the guest, you know. Uh, so this is the this is Pizza Hut. The only thing, not the only thing, but the really the the main pizza I like from them is the stuffed crust. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. what this is. Oh it's, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's got the pretzel crust, yep. and then. Uh, there's bacon and chicken mm-hmm. on it. And they used to do like those sauce drizzles. Yeah. Like the I don't think sauce they sauce do them anymore, but that's what I would usually get. I, they would drizzle the barbecue sauce. I guess I could have gotten the actual sauce of the pizza to be barbecue, but I didn't want it to be too barbecue-like. But that's what I usually... That's all of this is missing is just the like swirl. Like
2: little barbecue sauce drizzle. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I guess I could have literally done that myself with barbecue here at home (laughs) no this is just fine but um so yeah i was like well he i was like okay i'll just share my favorite Mm -hmm. one of my favorites so because i've been kind of craving this so but um it's been a while because like i said i usually like to support local Mm -hmm. small businesses you know what's your favorite pizza place around here
1: Oh. oh
0: Well, I mean, I do like a lot of the Chicago chains, and there's, I mean, we do have Aurelios. Love Aurelios. So, I mean, that's one of my all-time favorites. And then there's Chicago Dough, which is not as well-known because they only have, like, three or four stores Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, Throughout the, there's one in, I don't know if it's Homewood or Richton Park. They have one in New Lenox, Then there might be one other one besides Mm -hmm. the one down here in Bourbonnais, but sh- if you ever get the chance, Chicago Dough is really good. Um,
2: Aurelio's is my favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's one of those where uh, my grandparents love going there, but we can only go to the Homewood one.
0: The, okay. The original one. That's what everyone says. They and have
2: I... the, uh, the special oven or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah I, I think it must be the original oven. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I remember a guy that I worked with at uh, the radio station who's no longer there. Um. He actually went, he, after he had quit, actually, he came back one time just to visit. And obviously he knows how much I'm obsessed with pizza. So he brought, he, he lives in Homewood. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, oh, but you got to try it from the original (laughs) location. And I was like, okay, okay. Cause I don't think I've ever actually eaten there at the, at the original location. So I was like, okay. All right, and it was good. It was mm-hmm. really, it was really good. So, shout out to uh, Tony.
2: <laughs> yeah how do we uh, how do we get Aurelio's to sponsor your podcast?
0: You know, <laughs> I've been one. I, w- I would love to have a a pizza, um, sponsor, mm-hmm. but I don't. And it's it's hard to get the whole advertising for podcasts is tough because you know, I'll be up. You know, I'll be up front. There, this is not a, like a. I don't get thousands and thousands of downloads mm-hmm. for this podcast. Um, so it's hard to sell yourself, Yeah. you know, but I was trying to find one of the, um, uh, like, uh, they call it, I forget what the type of advertising they call it. am I'm, I'm going to totally brain fart and sound like an idiot. Um, I can't remember. I don't even, you know what? I won't dive into it cause I, I don't <laughs> want to sound too much like an idiot. But anyway, yeah, long story short, I would love to have. Someone, yeah, that way we get free pizza or something. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned every time. At the but very
2: least, maybe a lot of times we eat
0: Casey's, that. which I know you've listened to the mm-hmm. podcast before, so you probably know that. Mm-hmm. And you guys have Casey's in Hammond, I know, right? Yeah, I've never eaten. At the Casey's so? Oh, in yeah, because I I almost ordered that today, but I was like, you know what, this sounds good. So yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as long as you enjoy it, you know. <clears throat>
2: mm-hmm. I'm also not very picky when it comes to pizza. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Well, um, you know, New York deep dish pizza hut oh
0: do you have a preference for deep dish yeah just like you well you said you don't you just said that right um (laughs) i mean i
2: love deep dish but i don't want to have it every time
0: but when it really there you go that's that's exactly how i am i love going to gino's or Mm -hmm. beggars or giordano's Mm -hmm. to get their their famous deep dish but you know beggars would be a good one to, to have
2: sponsor too, they're local. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know the one in Lansing is awesome. There's one up in Whiting now, near where I work, and I guess they're okay. they're the official pizza of the White Sox now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think they at least a couple of years, if not longer. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's one, there is one here in Bourbonnais. Um, to go to once in a while, mm-hmm. and the closest Giordano's to us here in Mantino is in Matson, um, which isn't you know it's twenty twenty five minutes from here. Is it north, north? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just a straight shot on on fifty seven.
2: Gotcha. In my mind, everything from like Juliet to Homewood to Bourbonnais is the same for me. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. I grew up in um, uh, Northwest Indiana in Griffith near Hammond. Okay. And but I have a lot of family out here.
0: Griffith is further west. No, so No, or is it I always forget where Griffith is at.
2: So if you're going on 8094, okay. Um and the first three exits are Hammond, uh Calumet Avenue, Indianapolis and Kennedy. Yeah. Uh the last one is Klein, which is the border between Gary and Hammond, but if you go south, that's Griffith right there.
0: Okay. Yeah. So Griffith is south of
2: south of Hammond and Gary okay. on the border there. It okay. goes like Munster, Highland, Griffith
0: on that side of the 8094. That's the area I'm most familiar with because um the last bassist in the projection before we split, uh Jeremy, he lives in he lived in Munster and now he lives in Highland. Um mm-hmm. so we'd go out there to, to hang out or pick him up or once in a while we you know, maybe I we maybe had a few band practices out there mm-hmm. I think, or writing sessions, what have you, or whatever we did get togethers, um, and go out there mm mm-hmm. and um uh, so i Munster was cool, actually mm-hmm. Munster's a cool town
2: uh, three Floyd's is there, yes, the, the brewery, obviously, yeah, um uh, I work in Hammond, so I'm a little biased now, but uh Hammond has this brewery eighteen street that's pretty sweet now and um, that whole like Northwest Indiana section Between Hammond, Munster, Highland, Griffith Are really trying to like turn themselves around Like Griffith now is a really cool downtown When growing up it was like 90% vacant mm-hmm. um, And so they have a coffee shop And they have a little music venue uh, There now it's just sweet um, Munster obviously has three Floyds Highland has a cool downtown And uh, even Hammond now with the brewery And their downtown and so forth It's it's cool, it's cool. It is Getting oh. cool to be there
0: again I was going to say they're just things like that. I mean, there's some of that going on here in Mantino. There's a mm-hmm. lot of rebirth and regrowth, and or just not regrowth, but um, I guess rebuilding of the downtown and, mm-hmm. and trying to get small businesses and keep things. And same thing in Kankakee, but I feel like Indiana is doing a better job of it. But the whole, the whole... Budget is a little different. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Illinois compared to Indiana, you know, it's yeah. like you guys actually have a balanced budget and we don't. Right. So mm-hmm. we're just like, okay, what bills aren't we paying this month? You mm-hmm. know, oh, we'll just add it to that. Huge dumpster over there of other bills we're not paying right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not good. No. Not good. And uh, my wife and I live in Chicago. All uh, all of us live in Chicago. Oh, you
0: do? I thought you... Oh, you just work in here. Yeah,
2: we're, so I do the reverse commute every day. We live in Bridgeport, so we're like on the south side. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's actually like literally 15, 20-minute drive each way, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. Um but we're, like, looking to, like, buy a place soon, and we're, like, at that point in our lives, and, like, we look at what we can get in Bridgeport and then look at what we can get in, like, Whiting, and it's like, what? It's Are night me? and day, yeah. isn't it? And then you yeah. think about taxes, too, like what you're paying every year. Hey, come come live down here. I'm sure it's a
0: big difference, too.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, probably still cheaper in Indiana. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but, but there's some really cool old houses around here when I was driving around. Oh, yeah. That,
0: yeah. Oh, there was one <laughs> that... Um, We always joked about buying that was for sale for a long time. It was on actually one of the main... Depends depends on which way you came here, but it was on one of the main streets. Like if you're coming from 57, Mm -hmm. it's on Division. It's like this big... I don't know... Mm. Excuse me. (laughs) If... I won't say it's exactly Victorian, but there actually is a Victorian house next to it for sure. Mm-hmm. This huge old house—it looks so cool on the inside, looking at the pictures—but it's like, you know, three hundred plus thousand dollars. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, like it's—it's it's an expensive, a really expensive house, but it's—it's it's big mm-hmm. and it's old and it's, it's historic.
2: Yeah, the only issue with those is like. Even if it's so, even if it was one hundred and fifty, like you buy it, how much work are you going
0: to have to put in put into it to get that's it to the a thing. place? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then let's say you you buy one of those houses that's foreclosed on, and you buy it for a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. Well, you still got to pay the taxes of what it's actually yeah. worth. Mm-hmm. So, if you know, I don't know how much. I haven't looked at any foreclosures recently to see what they're actually. What they value them at versus what they sell for, but yeah. it can be a big difference mm-hmm. you know so I remember I remember the house next door to us here it sold for way under what it was worth, you know um the taxes on that weren't cheap either, so. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. When did you guys... I didn't know you were married until you showed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not that yeah. that matters, you know. <laughs> not that, you know. See, I only take unmarried men here on the... Just so you yep, know. I'm yeah, I'm married a um, little over a year now. Congratulations. So. Yeah, thank you. That's right. You, his wife called, and if you're watching, you should have come out to the podcast <laughs> and hung out with us. Because um, I'm sure your wife is wonderful. What's her name? Her name's Caitlin. Kate. Caitlin Kate with a D. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's the first for me. K A T E L A N D. Caitlin. Wait. You say? Do you say it with a no? Caitlin, like with a D. Yeah. You, you say, say it with a D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a T.
2: And so that's also technically her middle name, which is a surprise. So she's married Caitlin.
0: She. She's
2: what Mary Caitlin. Mary? It's like a Southern thing, you know. Everyone has so her first, first
0: name is really Mary, yeah. But she and goes Caitlin by Caitland. Okay, gotcha. I remember I had a kid in my class. I think his his middle name was Shane, but I didn't know that. I thought that mm-hmm. was his name. That's what everyone called him. And later I found out his first name was something else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's always interesting when people do that. I actually I wanted to do that. My middle name is Lee, and I wanted to be called Lee, or I wanted to like change mm-hmm. my name. And for a while, <laughs> when I was a little kid and the Bulls were mm-hmm. kick-ass, you know, and all those championships, I wanted to change my name to Scotty. Scotty. Scotty? Pippen, yeah. you know, he was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had his jersey and everything.
2: Gotcha. And you pronounce your name Lamore, right? Yeah, it's Lamore. Scotty Lamore sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: Scotty Lamore? Uh-huh. Maybe. It's kind of mixing the, mm-hmm. you know, but that's cool. I keep bumping the microphone. I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> it's very very uh unprepared today, but I'm glad you're here though yeah, um, yeah, um pizza's great, <laughs> it is really good i to see the crust is the best part I yeah. think um so when we were trying to to uh schedule this podcast, you're talking about recording like you guys are in the middle of recording right now, actually this week you got mm-.
2: Mm-hmm. A couple. Yeah, Tuesday and Thursday we're in. Okay. Um, and so this is our second time. When we were talking, the first time we had just finished. Uh, we go to the Nook Studio. If you've heard of it? It's in New Lenox. Um, the producer's name is Nick Nativeo.
0: Has he been around for a while?
2: Yeah, he's been around for a bit. Um, How long? I don't know. I'll ask him and I'll email you. But uh, <laughs> at least
0: ten years. Okay. I wonder. I had some friends, and this is you know this has been a while ago, mm-hmm. five years or longer. Probably been longer. They had a band called Mustard Plug. They were a really good punk band. Mm-hmm. And they recorded, I think they recorded at a studio in New Lenox. And this one EP. Which they called the Snuff EP. I don't even know if it's available online. I don't. I don't think it is. I'd be surprised if it was. Um, but they wanted to do this. This one EP on tape. Mm-hmm. They wanted to do. You know, they wanted to go old school <laughs> yeah. with this shit, mm-hmm. and they wanted to do it on on real the real, which they did. I ended up sounding kickass. This is one of the best punk bands I've ever seen mm-hmm. in the area, and the. I kind of became friends with the lead vocalist. I don't get to see him um and his um his wife um very very often, it's very seldom, but uh he had this he's he's a uh, very crafty guy and he can build guitars and actually built these little amplifiers and he might still builds these little amplifiers out of the old drive-in movie theater speakers, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, the ones that they, they would hang on yeah. your car or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, he builds amplifiers out of those. That's isn't, wild. Isn't that who would, awesome? Who would think to do that? <laughs> I don't know, but he's just, he's super smart mm-hmm. with that stuff. Um, and anyway, they, that's why I bring it up, they mm-hmm. record in a studio in New Lenox. And Maybe, it, I have no idea. Um, it's funny, um, our first, the Projections' first full-length album was... Recorded in New Lenox too. Oh. It's not it do, the studio doesn't exist anymore. It was one of my. He's now one of my best friends, and at the time we were just getting to know each other. But he had a studio in his mm-hmm. basement that he was <clears throat> he was running for a little while, and uh, but that's back like 2007. This is like 10, year, 10 right, years yeah, ago. Yeah, we're, and we were we were we <laughs> were in high year, school. Ten year reunions coming up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so and uh, and actually, my girlfriend at the time. That I, who I was dating then, she lived in New Lenox. Mm-hmm. So I spent a ton of time.
2: Gotcha. In New,
0: it was like a, it's like a second home or it was. I And I had band members that lived in Mokina. Mm-hmm. Actually, most of the band lived in Mokina at one point. So I, feel like I spent a, a lot of time up in that neck of the woods. That so. like whole area in the late
2: 2000s was just like putting out awesome band after awesome band.
0: Yeah, you're right, actually. I don't know if that is still the case mm-hmm. today? It might be, but I'm I'm so like I'm in the loop, but I'm also out of the loop. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in the loop, so to speak, because of this podcast. But if I wasn't doing this podcast, I'd have no clue at all. Mm-hmm. But well, and, and we're the same way. All the the guys in our
2: band are not old, but older, right? They're mm-hmm. all like my age, and so right. And and none of us had really been in a band for a few years, and so we've like. Not really been jumping back in, but, you know, trying to build contacts again and figure out, like, who's playing mm-hmm. and what the venues are and so forth. It's been uh, interesting. Yeah. How much has changed since I was in my last band and we put out our EP and... 11 and we played through 12 so it's been five years since yeah I've,
0: see and there's so much has changed even you since you know what then. the biggest
2: one is the we i put out an ep in 2011 with mm-hmm. a taste for two was the former band okay and we sold a lot of digital downloads right we um we recorded with
0: seth henderson at uh okay. abg yeah um and I mean, we if, i swear there's not an episode that goes by that we don't talk about that yeah I, it's hard <laughs> not to and <laughs> and that's right we we had this conversation a little bit through email too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because when I uh,
2: proposed to my wife, I went to Seth and we recorded a song that I played for her when that's we right. Proposed. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh huh. Um, but, but anyway, so I be, I made made back our the recording money from the EP from digital downloads because wow. at the time Bandcamp had just. Uh, just started. It was like ten or eleven when it started, and like, and it wasn't that I sold that many. It's that people were willing to pay more, like to pay what you they, want. Yeah, thing. that
0: that is probably the coolest thing about Bandcamp. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but now, we, like, uh, we. You know, we have our stuff on Bandcamp, but so many so many more of my friends are like, no, nah, man, we just Spotify. Like, we just stream it now. And, and I'm th- guilty. Yeah. I'm, I'm well, guilty. Well, I think, I think about my own listening habits, and I don't buy music anymore. Like, I will yeah. for my friends if, you know, if they're selling stuff. But, like, I have YouTube Red because I have Google Play, and I literally just pull up the YouTube app and find a playlist and do it that way.
0: So yeah, That's what <clears> – <throat> there's so many streaming services. And I've had Spotify Premium for a while now. Mm-hmm. Probably close to five years, mm. four or five years. So, um, maybe, I don't know, maybe it hasn't been that long, but still, it's been, it's been a while. Mm. And yeah, I'm guilty of that as well. I, I do buy for, you know, my all time favorite bands or right. if I'm supporting local bands. I mean, every, all the music I play on this podcast, it's always, um, I always pay for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, Uh, I always do. I never, like, I don't just rip it off of of YouTube because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of it where I easily could, but I always, no matter if they're a big artist or not, I always pay for it, Mm -hmm. so. But, um...
2: Yeah, it's just interesting and in, and in vinyls back right, which is like, like people yeah. weren't buying <clears throat> digital downloads or CDs anymore, and so all of a sudden vinyls are cool. Yeah, and so I, I I'll buy vinyl of a band I see live, and then I like put it next to our TV on a shelf because it, it's a piece of
0: art now. So, <laughs> like, kind of that's what I wonder sometimes with people that are buying vinyl if they're mm. actually buying it to play it or if they're just buying it to oh I got it on mm. vinyl. Yeah, you know, so I, I do know. I do
2: both. It depends on on the music. Like, do you know Leon Bridges? Uh, no. So I he's do not. like a he's sort solo of guy or? Solo guy. He sounds like, you know, he's straight out of the 60s, right? Okay. And he definitely records like tape, reel to reel, all that stuff. That's and awesome. And on vinyl, it sounds incredible, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, you know, I bought the, uh, the Knuckle Puck, um, the the latest Knuckle Puck release on vinyl, mm-hmm. and it's still wrapped. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. listen to that on vinyl. I'm just going to pull it up on my computer. <laughs> yeah. Right. But
0: <laughs> I get you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Um... I actually haven't been playing a lot of my vinyl recently because I need to get my, my record player um, up to snuff. Mm-hmm. It's from 1960. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so I, I had a friend work on it a couple of years back, but it's still not where it should be. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take it to this guy up in Chicago that literally does that for a living. He's got a record shop and I think it's called Audio Archaeology, I think is the name of his... Oh, good name yeah i th- I could be wrong, mm. but it 's something that, that's architect audio should, or you should take that name <laughs> i should <laughs> um and i I follow his Facebook and i 'm seeing all these different stereos and record players mm-hmm. that he restores and i w- I would love to buy some of these like i 'm talking those big honkin cabinets from yeah. back in you know the day fifties or sixties, then, then you get
2: those old huge speakers that like flank it on the yeah, side. Yeah, and it's just it's like, like an end table speaker. It's
0: almost as I, I don't know how much if you're watching the video how much you can see of this coffee table, but it'll lit- literally be the length of this coffee mm-hmm. table and be so high. And you know you got your speakers in there and everything, and it just sounds so good because mm-hmm. it's it's made of quality that they just. Is rare to find nowadays. Those
2: still sell because those look good in homes. They do. So that's a piece that you can have in your living room. And see, that's what I'd love to do,
0: but I mean, we're talking. A lot of money. Right. To, I mean, I don't have an extra 500 to $2,000 mm-hmm. just laying around. Because I think that's kind of the range. They range from, you know, maybe five to $2,000. Yeah, you, you almost know, have to, to, to like, get lucky and find an old one and then slowly try to restore it. Or, yeah. And I don't know how much the record player I have now is worth. But it is a, it's a tube. Mm-hmm. And I forget how many watts it is, but man, it it's a loud, really. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a portable turntable. Mm-hmm. It's got two speakers, um, and actually, it like hint, the the extra speaker like hinges onto it, so you can open and close it, mm-hmm. so you can easily carry it around and stuff. Sweet. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I was very lucky to have that 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 was given to me by an old friend who's. Um, no longer uh with us he, he was actually old himself he mm. if he was alive today he probably would have been 90 i'm thinking um somewhere around there but uh i got to know him when i was like in junior high and i'd go over to his house and do like chores for him and stuff and he had this massive record collection and people would give him these record players and stuff and and uh he got a hold of this one and i think originally he told me it was from I don't think he knew the exact date but I think he was guessing it was from the 40s or 50s Jeez. but it turned out to be cuz I you know I looked it up it's from 1960 cuz you look at it and it looks like it you know it's from mm-hmm the 1950s. But, you know, when they were still making things in, in 1960, they still kind of had... Yeah, 1960's that,
2: pretty close to the 50s. So, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And they, I guess that pretty much goes for any decade. You know, you get to that very beginning of a new one and mm-hmm. things are still kind of looking like they did yep in the, the previous decade. So, um, but yeah. So, I just got to get... It needs to... I'm, I'm sure... It, it needs. I don't know what it needs, but mm. it needs some work. It's got some funky electrical things going gotcha. on, and because if you touch a certain part of it while it's plugged in, I forget, I forget which part of it it is, but you'll get electrocuted. Right, you'll die. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a like. You'll you'll get a shock, and it's a good like it. It's a good one. Uh, it's a good shock. So, um, so yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I we just have a like a real cheap one. What was it like? To, 10 years ago when they started to get popular again. It's yes. Like Crossley puts out those. I like, had one of those yeah. that
0: um, my grandparents bought me for Christmas one year. God, what a fucking piece of oh, shit.
2: Who, yeah, but whoever whoever figured out that they could make a record player, sell it for 100 bucks, have it look like it's old – Oh I wish I was God! There. I yeah. know
0: I know they made they've made so much money off of that, and I remember comparing the nineteen sixty record mm-hmm. table I have compared to that one. You could even just see as it's mm-hmm. going around the Crosleys all like yeah it it's like wobbly bit, yeah. and stuff and and when it plays, it doesn't sound good because mm-hmm. of that wobbliness, and then you see the other one and it's just like nice and smooth, yep and mm-hmm. you're just like. That's the difference, <laughs> you know, cause it's those things, it wasn't, everything wasn't so, um, mass produced, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know if, if it was strictly humans that made those back in the day, but I don't know that much about it, mm-hmm. but, but, um, but yeah, so Lightweights, you guys are working on an EP. Yeah. Working on a five song EP.
2: Started uh, sometime in early November. You know, we, we all are, uh, you know, full-time jobs, so... Oh, yeah. You take off work for a day, or you go in at night, or you go in on a Saturday sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's going well. We're, um, we have all the drums tracked, um, all the rhythm guitars tracked, and uh, we're working on vocals and bass this week, so... Okay. Um, we have no idea the release schedule yet. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> we want to make sure it's done and they sound good, and we'll figure out what to do from from there yeah man recording is tough
0: oh gosh well especially like you said when you got jobs and Mm -hmm. everything like that you know it was nice when you had more flexible schedules and you can kind of just because i remember when we when the projection put out their second album we literally did it in like a week Mm -hmm. and just recorded the whole thing yeah and you know took out took out that whole week to do it Yep. And that was nice. I like. I I was like, man, this is so cool. I didn't want to go back to work. Yeah, you know? uh-huh. it's just like being on tour. Like you don't want after having that experience, you don't want to go back to. I yeah, don't know. you
2: you get back and it's like, oh, I have to go back to my job, or oh, I have to
0: go, yeah, back to doing nothing. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. But
2: um, yeah, it definitely feels different to record now. Um, with Lightweights than it did when, you know, my old band and I was young and idealistic and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be famous. Right. And, oh, God. and now it's yeah. like, we're, we're doing this because we love music. Right. And, yeah. but
0: we're still all really perfectionists. So we just want it
2: to be perfect.
0: It's hard to find that fine line. That's something that I always had an issue with. Mm-hmm. And I probably talked about that from time to time, but I was so strict and I don't know, not necessarily cocky, I wouldn't say cocky, I would just say I knew what I wanted mm-hmm. and I wanted it to be this way and I I wasn't I was just hard to work with mm-hmm. like with the other members in the band. I, I know they didn't enjoy it and I feel bad. Well, I don't that, know. It's you like know? Y- y- because
2: it's hard because it's something that like you pour your like your blood and sweat and tears and everything into, and, into
0: money mm-hmm. and Yeah, I had poured so much money into, into it too. And, but I should have been, it should have been more of a a group effort and I should have. Now, and you,
2: you went with someone where I've only recorded with a producer. So Seth and then now Nick Nadevo from the Nook. And, um, it's nice to have someone be like, objectively, yo dude, this sounds like shit, right? Because like, you know, for, for our first three songs that we recorded and released in July, like we had been playing together like, not doing shows, not doing anything, just like getting to know each other musically and writing songs. Okay. And so, for a year ish. Um, and so, you go into the studio and you're like, these sound perfect. I want it to be perfect. It's good to have someone on the outside be like, actually, here are the things you need to adjust or make better and, and yep. that sort of thing. And yeah. that's definitely something that I need, um, you know, with, with lyrics, with melodies, with structures of songs, all yep. that kind of stuff.
0: That was one thing um, talking about production um and you know producing that was something on the last ep that the projection did that i wish we would have done but we you know we did we produced it while we were recording Mm -hmm. it whereas when we did our second album we literally had one or two days of Mm pre-production where we um we demoed out the songs just you know played them and recorded them nothing fancy to to a click track or anything mm-hmm. just to just to have the structure in front of us to where we could work with it um and I always like you know that 's what most people do, yeah, and they do that for months on end if you 're you know a um a major league yeah. artist mm-hmm. that 's what you do. you spend you know how many different versions just on that one song mm-hmm. um, but we didn 't end up doing it it obviously still turned out well um we just didn't have. I think it was time and Mm. money. Yeah. I think we didn't have- Money's the toughest part. Right. It's it's
2: expensive too.
0: Yeah. And I I think maybe some of us kind of, I think we weren't all on the same page either. Not everyone maybe agreed that we needed to do that. Mm -hmm. I guess I always just like to do that just because of having that outside opinion. Mm -hmm. And of course, Seth obviously did his work. And I remember he said, no, you should do it like this or don't do it like that. So, mm-hmm. there was still the the producing part there just wasn 't as much we did all We pretty much did all of our own pre production instead of doing some of it in the studio It mm-hmm. was all all just done on our own
2: yeah we and we did the same with um, that EP released in July, like, we we played it and we we did live recordings and we did some, like, pre-production. Whereas the f- the first time I recorded, I wrote a bunch of songs and then I just had my friends, like, come and help me record. And yeah, so, like, yeah. the process then was, like, Seth being like, here's what the structure of a pop or pop-punk song should look like. Mm-hmm. Like, let me guide you. Whereas this time was, was nice because I had um, – you know the other guys in the band writing with me Mm -hmm. and so we like were better getting full band structures done um and then nick like was great at refining it or changing melodies and um yeah it's just better to to have some some sense of pre-production ahead of time No matter what that is, I think. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. I mean, obviously, most bands do that. Mm -hmm. Except for... (laughs) We were talking about how I recorded a new Lennox earlier. Except for that album. (laughs) Because, you know, you're 17 years old. Mm -hmm. You don't know any better. And we ended up spending so much time in the studio just because we had... Things had to be rewritten. Yeah. And things were so messed up that we ended up spending so much money Mm -hmm. just because yeah <laughs> so yeah words of the wise pre-production uh-huh. I, I think that's a most people that's a given mm-hmm. but just was in not, case you have not a
2: given for me in, in in college or high school obviously
0: but, no I mean yeah. <laughs> in case you're at that level and you haven't figured it out yet that's very important mm-hmm. um, so I think what we should do is we should revisit Lightweights right now great um, what song would you want to play from that that initial e p well you 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 played black box right yes, black box, I think I said black
2: box <laughs> it's a bleh, 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 black black box, yeah. uh-huh which yeah, I'm glad was. you played that one because that's the song where my wife is like, oh yeah, I can listen to that one right? yeah, like mm-hmm. it's the the poppier one yeah um uh, well
0: uh, i like you know I like your guys' style, you mm-hmm. know 'cause it's closer to What I grew up with I guess Yeah Yeah and that's also interesting Like we We can't
2: figure out Like what band we sound like We we know that people say You sound like Old school I don't even really know What that means right And like, So we We definitely sound like Rufio But like None of us I forgot about Rufio I never got into them I I should Uh, revisit Oh, dude! I watched stuff. some some live videos of them at, at Warp Tour recently, and they just they used to kill it.
0: Yeah, I, I remember when yeah the early two thousands there, but none of
2: us listened to them. But we like kind of sound like them. Yeah, so I'm like I don't know how this happened. Like we all we all like Blink One Eighty Two. So let's start with that as a bass and see what happens from there. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I uh, I you can you can hear that obviously, mm-hmm. and. It's funny, I remember having a conversation on this show before about being original and having your own sound and not being compared to and things Mm -hmm. like that. But the thing is, you're always going to be compared to somebody. Mm -hmm. That's just how it goes. Yeah, and and I'm fine with that. Like, I don't care. I mean, once in a while, it's like, okay, this doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard, but Mm -hmm. then again, you haven't heard everything. But once you do... Yeah, it's funny you you mentioned the, the Rufio thing. I remember I had people coming up to me after some of the projection shows and they're like uh do you listen to Alistair <laughs> I was like and at that time mm-hmm. I hadn't I was like no I don't no, at all yeah. and they're like oh that that one song mm-hmm. you are or, or just in general it'd be like you guys sound a lot like Alistair and so I went – so I finally one day, I'm like, I'm going to listen to – I'm actually going to dive into Alistair. <laughs> like listen I, for, to the tone of the voice and then see if, like, tempos are similar. Yeah, and, and I'm like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see – I can see the uh, the similarity. Mm-hmm. So – um, but it was just kind of funny because I'd never, you know, listened to them before, and my writing style is being compared to, to them. And, yeah. Uh-huh. You know. But, I mean, you can always – with me – um, people can always tell right off the bat that you know I'm huge into Green Day, mm-hmm. and I'm sure. Well, now it's obvious because you're in a. You well, yeah. yeah, I'm in a Green Day <laughs> tribute, but also it's just you know if you saw me perform or, um, you know, listen to any of the songs I wrote, you can hear it easily. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, you guys have the the Blink influence, and you can hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I also feel like you have some some skate punk yeah influence uh too that's what i could hear is as close to sounding like we should be on a tony hawk pro skater compilation (laughs) like the better we are i think so (laughs) (laughs) that would be awesome you know that would be a fun thing to do is get um people from some of the different bands that i've interviewed here from the uh chicagoland area and just write songs together that are from that time and then yeah. put out an album yeah that'd be awesome that'd be really cool i've <laughs> i've honestly been tossing around the idea of, of something like that but i'm then i'm like jake or jacques i should jacques. say jacques. i see i forget <laughs> who i am on what show i'm on so i say to myself i say jacques you don't have the time you don't have the money <laughs> you know i don't know maybe one day it'd be always cool but anyway I'm sorry we want to play a song right. and we got so we have talking. we have
2: two options right uh, i was one, gonna
0: say it was just three
2: yeah one, one word um, that was the one we released first. We sort of saw it as this, the single. It was, I mean, it wasn't, but we sort mm-hmm. of saw it, saw it as or Absolutely Yes. Absolutely Yes, I think, hits it a little harder. And one word is like that combination between like like poppier side of pop punk and the punkier side of pop punk. So It's
0: funny. <laughs> you know, I bet some people when they listen to us talk about our pop punk and what kind of pop punk it is, mm-hmm. they're just like – are these guys fucking crazy? No, uh, like, all <laughs> like the... It's just rock or it's just punk. Because like, there's so many, you know, I mean, it's just funny how we as humans categorize things and we get so technical mm-hmm. about it because we're doing this about pop punk and there's people out there that do this with football yeah. or whatever else. Yeah, it's like and... my,
2: my grandparents, we had a show in uh, per, uh, LaSalle, Illinois. Okay, yeah, I know and, where that's uh, at. My grandparents came and like, if you asked them to categorize it, they would just say like, rock right? yeah right um but then there's like you, you talk to like my wife or some of our we're all in committed relationships or some of our mm-hmm. like girlfriends fiancés and they could sort of tell the difference right uh, this one sounds more like blink 182 or this one sounds more like fallout boy and then we're like here are the intricacies of each song of like <laughs> what what band breaking got it down in. yeah yeah
0: <laughs> that's funny um so yeah the song let's do absolutely yes Joshua Long of Lightweights for being on the show. Now, remember, this is part one of this episode. So, if you liked our conversation, our conversation so much, and you want to continue listening, please listen to part two. If not, we'll catch you later. We'll catch you next week. Please uh, follow us on social media. Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast is uh, our Facebook, our Twitter is pop punk pizza pod Instagram Pop punk and pizza podcast, and then there 's the Bangerang radio pages, which are both for Twitter and for facebook uh, uh, Facebook just a uh, Bangerang radio and then if you want to follow me on twitter i 'm on air with j l. And you can keep up to date on uh, what we're doing here, and when we're releasing new episodes, and things that your favorite pop punk artists are doing, or similar to the genre. Um, and if you know, if you're in a band and you want your music played on the show, or if or if you're in the Chicagoland area and you want to be on the podcast, or even if you're not from the chicagoland area and you want to try to get an interview um, we can definitely do a phoner or a skype you can shoot me an email at bangerangradio at gmail.com to submit your music for consideration i don't always play everything that gets submitted to me but please reach out to me it's always great to hear from from bands so bangerangradio at gmail.com if you want to be a part of that. And also a part of our Warped Memories segment as well. If you're a fan or if you're a band that's ever played Vans Warp Tour, we're doing a segment here and there up until the end of the cross-country version of the Vans Warp Tour. So if you want to be a part of Warped Memories, yeah, you can shoot me an email as well at bangeringradio at gmail.com. Both if you've played Warped Tour and if you've just attended and you've got some wild, crazy memory or stories to share from your warped experiences. It's always fun to hear about those. So until next week, I'm Jacques L'Amour and I will uh, hang out with you then. Thank you so much for tuning in. From the bottom of my heart, have the best week ever, as my good friend Mike Tamano always says. <laughs> and uh, just keep on trucking, my friend. If you're going through a rough time, things are going to get better, I promise.
1: Hello it's nice to meet you hey come in and have a slice of pizza hey hello it's nice to meet you hey come in and have a slice of pizza